And again, we're in our Back to the Future series, and my message for you today is titled, Dealing with Your Past. Dealing with Your Past. Everybody has moments in their past that they wish they could go back and change. There was a a movie, it was an Adam Sandler movie a few years back called Click, where he had a remote and he could rewind and fast forward and pause and do all these kinds of things. Anybody ever wish that you had one of those? It would have come in handy probably quite a few times for most of us. Uh, even in simple ways, you know, guys, maybe your wife or your girlfriend has asked you, how do I look in this? And before you really thought about it, you said something like, good, not great. <laughs> and then you just wish, man, if I could just I could just rewind the last five seconds, you know, and just, you look fantastic. You know, like, you just redo that. If we could just, just, just go back and change things. Uh, I remember one time uh, I was walking out into the back patio at my aunt and uncle's and they had a sliding glass door and I was just walking right out. What I didn't notice was that the screen door was still shut and walked right through the screen door. You know, it looked like an idiot, obviously. And the whole family saw it. You know, moments like that, you wish, man, if I could just rewind those last couple of steps, save myself some embarrassment, and just open the screen door instead of completely blowing it out as I walked through it. But there's lots of moments in our lives that it would be nice to go back and change. And obviously, there, there's funny things like that, but there are far more serious moments in our lives and in our pasts that we wish we could go back and change, that if we had the opportunity, we'd go back and do it differently. There are, are moments that we carry guilt and, and shame for. There are moments that we're, we're ashamed of, that we're embarrassed by, moments that, that we regret that cause us pain, that we carry hurt around in our lives because of things that have happened in our past. And, and the question is, is this for us today, is, is what do we do with our past? We're in this series again, Back to the Future, and we're going to watch a video clip here in a moment, but I want to kind of set the stage for us, uh, especially if you haven't seen the movies. The main character is Marty McFly, and we'll see a scene where Marty is uh, talking with his mom, Lorraine, and Lorraine is talking about her past, and she's saying, well, I would never do this, and I'd never do that kind of a thing, you know, when I was your age, and blah, blah, blah. And then, obviously, because of the movie, we have the opportunity for Marty to go back in time 30 years and actually see his mom and see what her past was really like. So with that in mind, I want you to watch this clip. Hey, Marty. I'm not your answering service while you're outside pouting over the car. Jennifer Parker called you twice. I don't like her, Marty. Any girl who calls up a boy is just asking for trouble. Oh, Marty, there's nothing wrong with calling a boy. I think it's terrible. Girls chasing boys. When I was your age, I never chased a boy or called a boy or sat in a parked car with a boy. Do you mind if we park for a while? That's a great idea. I'd love to park. Marty, I'm almost 18 years old. It's not like I've never parked before. What? Marty, you seem so nervous. Is something wrong? No, no. No. Lorraine, Lorraine, what are you doing? I swiped it from the old lady's liquor cabinet. Yeah, well, you shouldn't drink. Why not? Because you... You might regret it. 
later in life. Honey, don't be such a square. Everybody who's anybody drinks. Jesus, you smoke too? Marty, you're beginning to sound just like my mother. <laughs> we get to see a little bit of how Lorraine chose to deal with her past when she was talking with her kids in that, that first scene uh, at the table, and she's saying, well, I would never have done this, and I, I would not have done that. We, we get a, a chance to see how she had chosen to handle her past, and what I want us to understand, again, is that we all have moments in our past we wish we could change. We all deal with this, but the truth is how we deal with our past is what's going to make all of the difference in our lives. And so what I want to do today is really just look at three ways that people handle their past, three different ways that people choose to handle their past. And the first one is this. Number one is it's the first way that we can deal with our past is number one, we can hide the truth. We can choose to hide the truth of our past. And uh, many of you will have heard this. In fact, you can just finish the phrase. If you're watching online at home, you can, you can finish this phrase. Anybody ever said what they don't know? Yeah, won't hurt them. Anybody ever said that a time or two in their life? Hey, what they don't know won't hurt them. Happens thousands of times every summer when dads are on the, the deck grilling burgers for the family or whatever, you know, dad, you're, you're, you're flipping over the burgers and you got one up on the spatula and you get distracted by a bee or something and then whoop, off onto the ground it goes. You know, you've done it. You do the look around, you're like, <laughs> nobody saw it, just scoop that bad boy up, right back on the grill like nothing ever happened. Why? Because what they don't know won't hurt them. Happens all kinds of times, you know, when, when, especially when Christmas rolls around, kids, you know, wanting to sneak a peek at their presents, really desperate to know uh, what mom and dad got them, maybe searching through the closets, trying to find what your parents got for you, or maybe the gifts are already under the tree and you pick one up and, and you're shaking it, you know, if it rattles correctly or sounds just right, maybe you can figure out what you got, or maybe some of you, like me, kind of took that whole thing to the next level because you were really desperate to figure out what they, they got you or something for Christmas, and I remember one year I, I, I got a, a gift and and when nobody was around, I started opening it up and, and I'm peeling back the tape real slow, real careful. I was like a surgeon with this thing. I mean, it was just, it was delicate and I'm opening it up and I get it all open just enough that I can look in and see the box and they did get me the video game that I had asked for. And so I start putting it all back together just right, you know, just, just like it was. It was like, it was like the most James Bond moment of my life. Nobody knew. It was perfect. And I got it all back together and put it back under the tree and I was just, hey, I was desperate to find out what, what, you know, I didn't it wasn't right, but hey, what they don't know won't hurt them. And there's so often that we've lived our lives at times like that. There are times where maybe we've even tried to deal with our past that way. And just try to look at those moments again that we wish we could go back and change, those, those things that we regret, those moments that cause us pain. And, and maybe we just try to kind of hide those things, like kind of an idea of, hey, if nobody knows, hey, it, it won't hurt them. And we just maybe have chosen to hide our past. But here's what I've learned. If we're hiding our past, we're not healed from our past. If we're trying to cover it up, if we're just trying to forget about it, if we're trying to act like, well, it, it never happened, if we're, if we're trying to live that way, if we try to hide our past, we're not being healed from it. The Bible says it this way in Psalm 32, verse 5. This is David 
speaking. He said, finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. He says, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Everybody say, all. All my guilt is gone. He said, I stopped trying to hide it. I stopped trying to cover it up. I stopped trying to just forget about it or act like it didn't happen. But the problem is when we choose to deal with our past this way, just to hide the truth of it, just to cover it up, maybe again, act like it never happened. The problem is we end up robbing ourselves of the healing that God has for us. David, he said, I stopped trying to hide it. There was a period in his life where that's how he chose to deal with his past. He chose to hide it, chose to just try to cover it up, try to convince others, whatever, that it didn't happen, that kind of a thing. Maybe that kind of what they don't know won't hurt them, whatever it is, just tried to hide it. But he said, I stopped trying to do that. And God, you forgave me. All of my guilt is gone. But if we're trying to hide our past, we rob ourselves of the healing that is available for us in spite of our past and through our past, over our past. The Bible tells us so plainly and effectively, David says, all my guilt is gone. The truth is that ignoring it or trying to hide it, it doesn't help. And oftentimes if we try to hide our past again, we, we're not being healed of it. And then oftentimes what happens is we end up being haunted by our past. I know for me there, there are times in my life things from my past that have, have haunted me. I was a kid who grew up in church. My story might be very different than yours. I, I grew up in church kind of since day one. My parents always had me at church every week and... There was a time when I was a, a, a teenager where the best way I know how to describe it with you, the most honest way I can describe it is simply that I was a jerk. I was a jerk to people. I was mean. I was cruel. Uh, the truth is I, 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 just, I was kind of good at cutting people down. And when I didn't get along with people, I, I, really, I really said very mean, very hateful things to people. There was a girl named Christina at my church that I just especially didn't get along with. The truth is I hated her and she hated me and we were kind of always at each other's throats. And the Bible tells us this in, it's actually in uh, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. The Bible says the tongue has the power of life and death. I think many of us have experienced that. And the truth is I chose to speak death into Christina's life with all of the mean things, the cutting things, the hateful things that I said to her. And there was a time that Christina, she quit coming to church. And I began to realize that one of the reasons the part of why she quit coming to church was because of me. I started to realize that because of the way that I treated her, because of my hate toward her and, and the things that I had said, that was one of the things that played into her leaving. And I wonder today if, if she goes to church. I wonder today if she hates Christians. She hates church. The truth is, I don't know where she is today. I believe in a heaven. I believe in a hell. But I don't know which way today Christina is headed. And there are times in my life that my past, that how I treated her, what I did, my role, and what happened in her life has haunted me. And maybe you're here today in a, in a similar way. You're haunted by something in your past. Maybe for you it was, it was someone that you have wronged and Maybe for some of us, it was a loved one that we didn't get along with, and there was a lot of bitterness and, and resentment. There was anger. Maybe there were lots of arguments, and, and maybe that loved one is, has passed away now, and we never really had 
the opportunity to make things right. Maybe it was a relationship that ended badly and, and we just never took the opportunity to make that right. And maybe for some of us, we are in that place where we are still haunted by our past. And I want us to understand that, that if we are hiding the truth of our past, then we're not being healed from it. And again, then oftentimes we end up being haunted by it. But I want us to know today that there is a way out. And I want to help us by looking at another way that we can choose to deal with our past. Again, number one, the first thing we're talking about is that, that we can hide the truth. But a second way we can choose to deal with our past is this. Number two, we can lie about the truth. We can lie about the truth of our past. There's a game that I've played with uh, some friends of mine from time to time, and the, the name of the game is actually called Mafia, uh, which is a little clue to what the game's all about, I guess. But in this game, basically to make it super simple, each person gets a different role, and, and essentially you're either one of the good guys or you're one of the bad guys, but you keep your role in the game secret from everybody else. And so if you're one of the bad guys, you don't want the good guys to know it because then they can vote you out of the game, you know, th that whole kind of a deal. And so you're trying to convince everybody that you're one of the good guys and all of this. And, and so what happens is you find out as you play a game like this, that some of your friends are not very good liars. And it's just kind of written on their face and it's so obvious uh, what their role is in the game. But then the really scary thing is about this game is that you find out that some of your friends are very good liars. And that you can't tell which side they're on. Basically, this game, it just promotes lying, actually. is <laughs> uh, basically what that game does. But the truth is that some of us have become very good about lying about our past. Maybe we've become very good at covering it up in, in, in that kind of a, a, a way. We saw that a little bit in the clip with Lorraine, right? We heard her talking about her past. Well, I never would have done this. I never would have parked with a boy. I never would have called a boy. I never would have. And then you see the clip where she's in the car with Marty, her own kid, who's gone back in the past 30 years. She doesn't know that's her kid, but we're watching it, and it's a little uh, awkward. Um, when she's, you know, and then she, and she's drinking, and she's, she's smoking. And then, but you see that clip in the beginning where she's She's handling her past this way. She's just lying about her past. She, she's giving what some people might call a testimony rather than her testimony. It's not the real thing. That's not the real story. That's not what actually happened. She's lying about her past. And the Bible tells us this. This is what I've learned. Is that we overcome our past. Not by hiding it. Not by covering it up, not by lying about it. We overcome our past by declaring it, by declaring our testimony. The Bible says it this way in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. It says that they triumphed over him. That him, it's the devil. That's our spiritual enemy the Bible's talking about. So they overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb. In other words, Jesus' death on the cross. So they, they triumphed over the devil by the blood of the lamb, by what Jesus did on the cross, and by the word of their testimony. There is 
power when we share our testimony, when we tell the story of what life was like before relationship with God and now the difference that God has made now that we have relationship with God. The Bible teaches us there is power. We overcome our spiritual enemy. We overcome our past that we used to be bound by, that we used to be chained to. We overcome that by declaring our testimony by declaring our story of what God has done in our lives. There's a passage in scripture where the apostle Paul, it's in 1 Corinthians 6, for the the, the sake of time we won't read the whole thing, but he talks about different things that people have done. He said, some of you were idolaters, some of you were thieves. He said, some of you were adulterers, and he gives a big long list of things, and then he says, but you were set free. You used to be these things, but you have been set free. And the Bible says in Psalm 107 verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. There is power. We overcome our past by sharing our testimony, declaring what God has done in our lives. But when we try to hide our past, if we try to lie about it, if we try to cover it up, we rob ourselves of the healing that God could be doing in our lives. Like David said, all my guilt is gone. We rob ourselves of that opportunity if we try to hide our past. We rob ourselves of the power of declaring our testimony if we try to deal with our past the way that Lorraine did in the clip that we saw. What I've learned is that we overcome by declaring our testimony. And I've also learned this, not only do we overcome by declaring our testimony, but others overcome when we declare our testimony. So many of us maybe have been challenged, we've been encouraged. God has even changed our lives through one of the testimonies we've heard here at People's Church. Maybe you've seen one of the videos of somebody who's talking about their life and what God has accomplished, how things used to be, what their past was like, and how... God has made an incredible difference in their life. Many of us have been encouraged by those. We've been strengthened. We've been challenged. That may have been something that God used to bring us to the place where he could do similar changes in our lives to those that he had done in the person's life and story that we heard. Not only do we overcome when we share our testimony of what God has done, but it helps other people overcome. There's power in our testimony. There's power in the truth of what God has done for us. The Bible says this, it's Romans chapter 8 verse 28. The Bible says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. He works things out for the good of those who love him, of those who have turned their life over to him. And one of the most incredible things that God does with our life, what an incredible good that God can do with our life to take our past that caused us pain, that caused us hurt, that we carried guilt and shame for. What an incredible good for us to be able to turn that over to God and then God be able to use the story of our past to help set somebody else free. What an amazing way that God can work through our lives, that he can turn all things for our good. When we declare what God has done in our lives, I've learned that there is power in that. We overcome, we gain strength when we share our testimony of what God has done, and it gives strength to other people. But here's what I know today. I know that today some of us, we're still there. We're still bound by our past. Some of us here today, we don't have a testimony. 
haven't ever experienced the victory that Jesus can offer us. We haven't overcome today. Some of us aren't much of an overcomer because we haven't taken the opportunity to turn that over to God, to declare that Jesus can help us overcome. The Bible says it this way in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You overcome by confessing. Maybe you're you're still struggling with your past. Maybe you're still chained to your past, still carrying the baggage of those decisions, still carrying the guilt, the regret, maybe the pain and the hurt that goes along with those decisions from your past. And I want us to know today that there is a way out, that we can confess those things to God, like David talked about that we read in Psalm 32, that he said, I stopped trying to hide it. I confessed it to God and all my guilt is gone. The Bible says if we confess our sins, again, 1 John 1, 9, he's faithful. He is just to forgive us of our sins. Some of us are still there, still chained to our past, but I want you to know that there is a way out. There is a difference to be made in our lives, but we can't choose to deal with our past by hiding it. We can't choose to deal with our past by lying about it, by covering it up, by acting like it didn't happen. How we choose to deal with our past makes all of the difference in our lives. We can choose to try to hide it. But if we hide from our past, we're not being healed from our past. We're robbing ourselves of the healing that's available. If we don't, if we hide it and we're not being healed by it, oftentimes again we become haunted by it. If we lie about it, if we try to cover it up, we rob ourselves of the power of declaring the testimony of what God has done in our lives. We don't have to stay chained to our past because there is another option for dealing with our past, for handling our past. Again, number one, we can hide the truth. Number two, we can lie about the truth. Or number three, we can be healed by the truth. We can be healed by the truth. And I want us to know this today. I want you to know it is okay to come to God with a past. It's okay to come to God with your past, with those decisions, with those moments you wish you could rewind life and go back and change. It's okay to bring your past and your life to God. We heard the song that they sang, Johnny Be Good. And I think that in a lot of ways, oftentimes we try to be good enough for God. We, 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 we want to be good enough for him. There's a lot of people who try to be good enough for Jesus versus letting Jesus be good enough for them. You don't have to impress God. That's what I want us to understand. We can be changed. We can be healed by the truth. And I want you to know the truth is today you don't have to impress God. There's been so many people that I've talked to over the years who have said things like, if I could just you know, clean up my act, you know, then I would come to church. You know, if I could just stop doing these things, you know, then, then, then I feel like I, I could come to church. And the truth is what they're trying to do is they're trying to impress God. And we try to do this all the time. We want to impress a lot of people, whether it's a job interview, you know, and we put on, you know, a, a clean outfit, you know, get our hair cut, get, get, get all, you know, looking our best and we get a good night's sleep and you show up. Why? Because you want to impress them. You want to impress the potential new boss so that they'll hire you. There's so many times where we want to impress people in life. 
Or maybe it was, uh, you know, that first date. Maybe some of you, you've been on a first date with somebody recently. Uh, for some of you, 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 you're married, you remember back to that first date with, with your, your spouse and you were so nervous, you were so worried because you wanted to impress her. Or ladies, you wanted to impress him and you wanted them to like you and they wanted, you wanted them to go out with you, you know, that whole thing. And so ladies, you're, you're getting all done up, got your best outfit on, borrowed some shoes from your friend, you know, the whole bit. Guys, you know, you, you get your best shirt out, you try to iron it, you're not real good at it, your mom wasn't there to help you, whatever, you know, and you're putting that shirt on, you're getting all done up. Guys, maybe you've overdone it a little bit with the cologne just because you were nervous, you know, and just a few too many sprays and you got there and she's like, you smell great, but I can't breathe, you know, she's like, why? Because you're trying to impress them. You want them to like you. You're trying to put your best foot forward. And the problem is oftentimes in life, we carry that same mentality over into relationship with God. And there's so many people who have the misperception that they have to clean up their own life to come to Jesus. It's okay to bring your past to Jesus. You don't have to fix your own life first to come to him. Jesus talked about it this way so powerfully, so powerfully in John chapter 6 verse 37. Jesus said it this way, all those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Everybody say never. I will never drive away. Who can come to Jesus? Anyone who wants to come to Jesus. He will not drive you away. But Jason, I've, I've lied. I've, I've cheated. I've stolen. You can come to Jesus. But I've wasted my life on drugs and alcohol. I have addictions. You can come to Jesus. But I've slept around. I've had an abortion. You can come to Jesus. But I've just gone through a terrible divorce. You can come to Jesus. But I'm in the middle of an affair. You can come to Jesus. But I'm, I'm addicted to pornography. You can come to Jesus. He will not drive you away. Anyone who wants to come to Jesus, he said, all of those I will accept. I will not drive you away. You don't have to be chained to your past any longer. You can come to Jesus and you don't have to fix your life first. You don't have to break your own addictions first. You don't have to clean it all up first. Bring it all to Jesus. Whatever the regret, whatever the guilt, whatever the pain, However much baggage we have, we can come to Jesus because you don't have to impress God to be healed by the truth. I want us to understand that you can't control your past. What's done is done. You can't control your past, but your past doesn't have to control you. You don't have to be overcome by your past today through Jesus Christ and what he's done for us, you can overcome your past. You don't have to be controlled by your past anymore. We don't have to be haunted by what we've done. Those moments that we wish we could go back and change. Those times where we wish so bad we had that remote where we could just rewind life and go back and do it differently. We don't have to be controlled by our past. The Bible says this. I love this in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally 
finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. God's healing in our lives, God's deliverance in our lives, all of it doesn't happen in a day. We don't become perfect overnight when we turn things over to God. It's a process, but what I want us to know is that what God begins, he finishes. That what God starts, he will complete. That the process of healing that can begin today, God will work in us until it is complete. What he starts, he finishes. You can't control your past, but your past doesn't have to control you. You can be healed by the truth because you don't have to impress God because he can bring you to a place where you're no longer controlled by your past and those failures and those moments of disobedience. Your past, I want us to understand this, your past belongs to you. It's your past. It was your decisions, but it can belong to God. Your past belongs to you, but it can belong to God. And some of us have things that we're dealing with, things that we're haunted by, things we've tried to hide. And I want you to know today you can turn them over to God and what has belonged to you can now belong to him. There are so many moments in our lives that we need to turn over to him. I shared this story with you about Christina and, and, and how I treated her. There were times in my life that that haunted me when I looked back on my past. And I had to turn that over to God and, and let what belonged to me about my past now belong to him. And here's what the Bible says God does with our past. I love this. Psalm 103, 10 through 12. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. Amen. Or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. What belonged to me, I had to turn over to God. Maybe you've tried to handle the past that has belonged to you. You've tried to hide it, tried to forget it, tried to cover it up, tried to lie about it, tried to deceive, tried to do all kinds of things, and today I want you to know that rather than hiding the truth, you can be healed by the truth of God, and what has belonged to you can now belong to God, and what does God do with your past? It's the same thing that he's done with mine. He throws it as far as the east is from the west, and how many know that is a long, long, long way? If you start going east, you never have to stop going. You can just keep on going. If you start going west, you don't ever have to stop going. You can just keep on going. And he throws our sin and our past as far as the east is from the west. Your past belongs to you, but it can belong to God. And although you can't change your past, we don't have that remote control. The truth is with God, we don't need one. And even though we can't change our past on our own, we can turn it over to him. And then the future is wide open with God. Everybody has moments in their past that they wish so desperately they could go back and change. Moments that haunt us. Moments that cause us pain and regret. And maybe you're chained to that past today to those moments, I want you to know that there is a way to deal with your past that makes all the difference in life. Today you can be healed by the truth of God. Turn your past over to Him. Give it all to God and begin a new life with a new hope 
with a wide open future in Jesus Christ.